DEI budgets are under attack, but the goals haven't changed. Whether you're looking to increase your DEI knowledge, expand your market reach, or gain a competitive advantage in business, we have the solution. TDM Library is your single source for expert curated DEI resources, strategies, and solutions, all designed to help you transform your workplace culture and be a more effective contributor. For $9.99 per month, you get access to our searchable subscription-based digital library. There, you'll find articles, practical how-to guidebooks, podcasts, award-winning micro-videos, and more than 700 Q&As designed to help DEI practitioners, thought leaders, and executives create a more inclusive workplace. Whether you prefer to listen, watch, or read, we have the resources for you. TDM Library goes beyond the basics to dive deep into topics such as inclusive language, the business case for DEI, talent acquisition, and C-suite engagement. For less than the price of a sandwich, you get access to our library of more than a thousand pieces of original expert curated DEI content. Join today and get your first 30 days free. Get your library card now at tdmlibrary.thediversitymovement.com. Why are setting goals important? Do you want to get what you want? Mm. Or do you want to talk about getting what you want? If you knew that writing down your goals, that 40% of the people that write down their goals actually achieve them. So therefore, if you don't write down your goals, you've lowered your chance of achieving them. So then why wouldn't you slow down and write them down? There's another metric that 80% of people that achieve their goals write down their goals and have an accountability relationship with a mentor or a trusted friend that they share their progress with. So now let's just take that very simple thing and think about athletes, high octane leaders in business, musicians, people that are singers. They all have coaches. They all have somebody that they're accountable to so that they can practice in an expert way. So that somebody's monitoring their progress so that excellence is something that they're always chasing versus status quo. And so everything today we're going to talk about are things that are pretty basic, but highly impactful that you can do tomorrow if you choose to. And those are the things that always motivated me when I would hear from somebody that was teaching or mentoring me or coaching me was something that I could easily understand that I could implement the next day and that would significantly increase my odds of being better. And that got me really excited. And so step one is a blank sheet of paper and writing down the things that you want personally and professionally so that then you can build out a game plan from there. And then here's the thing. When we write things down and then tell other people about them, it raises our commitment. Again, another simple construct. Nobody wants to be embarrassed. Mm. Everybody wants recognition, applause, accolades, nobody wants to be embarrassed. So that means if you're serious about something and you write down and then you tell your key friends that I'm going to lose 20 pounds. If you're a good friend of mine and then you see me six months later and I'm eating a second cheesecake, 
you're going to remind me as a friend, whether it's ribbing or coaching or whatever, like, hey, Don, <laughs> uh, my man, you just said like January, you're going to lose 20 pounds. How exactly does that align with the second piece of cheesecake? <laughs> right. And so, you know, you create that you create that accountability and that function. Uh, in a friendly way, but a powerful way so that you can meet those goals. I had a salad for lunch, so let's hey, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do the goals need to be specific or can they be vague? The more specific you can be, the tighter your game plan can be that aligns with how to actually get those goals. One of the challenges that people have, and it's a great question, is fuzzy goals. Mm-hmm. Because when you don't know what you want, you'll say yes to anything. Because I know what I'm trying to achieve at Walk West, because I understand what I'm trying to achieve in the companies within my portfolio companies that I've invested in or that I'm on the board with, I know when somebody calls me that's outside of helping those companies, I can easily say no thank you because right now I'm not making investments in highly technical IT-centric companies, right? Because there's no interrelation to them. So because I know my goals, I know what to say no to. I play competitive racquetball, have fun doing that. And, you know, I win some and this last weekend I took some lumps. I did not do great at the last tournament I was at. But why? Well, I got fatigued in the third set, which is a tiebreaker. Now, the other player played better than me. They should have won all good. Nothing but respect for the guy that beat me. I'm super, it's all good. My personal accountability leaving that court is how much better could I have played if I wasn't tired in the moments that counted? So that means this morning I had to get up and I had to run two miles for me, that's a lot. And I'm still tonight going to play my normal racquetball training. So I'm going to have to, for the next 30 days going into the next tournament, up my commitment level to be in shape so that I can play at a high level every moment that I'm out there. I have to take personal accountability. I have to change my behavior. And because my goal is to be in the top 10 or the top 15, I have to change certain behaviors to make that so. And it's nobody's responsibility but my own. So back to your question, the specificity of what you want will allow you to build a game plan that allows directly what you want. There's a construct that's out there called SMART goals. And it's very simple. You've probably heard it before, but not done it. The goal should be specific, measurable, attainable, results-based, and time-bound. And when you have those SMART goals in place, it's going to raise your ability to actually hit and achieve those goals. So when you're going through the year and looking at these goals, like how often are you adjusting them? How often are you looking back? You know, once you start to evaluate that. So one of the things with things that I'm highly intense about is you want to look at and read your goals every day. You want to sear them into your psyche of what you're trying to do and accomplish. And the reasons you want to look at them every day, quite frankly, is because some days are better than others. Some days you got to go to work and chase your goals. You just had a fight with your wife, your partner. Some days you're chasing your goals and you had a tough day at work. Uh, You didn't make a sale you were supposed to make. Uh, A business deal didn't go through. Just whatever. And so a lot of times it's easy to stay focused when things are going well. It's harder to stay focused when you're dealing with the ups and downs of life that we all are pushing through. And that's one of the big reasons people don't achieve their goals is simple things push them off track. And they lose sight of what they committed to, you know, on January 1st and all that good stuff when everybody's super excited about uh, the new year. Yeah. My, my wife hired a business coach in 2019 and her advice was to put goals on the mirror. So write it down on the mirror 
in the bathroom every single day, she physically reads those goals. And it gives her that North Star to, to focus on. The absolute clarity and accountability is important. And the other thing that I would say is you've got to share those goals with trusted friends. And here's what I mean, trusted friends. Everybody that's on Facebook is not your friend. So pushing out goals to 500 people, 1,000 people or whatever, that's not really what I mean. It's people that are totally 1,000% cheering for you, but also will help you stay accountable. And that should be that close circle of friends or mentors or different things. And that will help you right along that goal. My thing is uh, I have a handful of people that have mentored me over the years that are still very active in my life. And so each year I'll tell them what I'm going to do. And I talk to them about what I'm going to do because I, I never want to let these people down. And so it creates a certain amount of positive pressure. But I don't tell people I'm not sure that are for me. I don't talk to naysayers about my goals. And my dreams and my vision. That's a, it's intensely personal. I don't want to open myself up to the feedback of the mediocre. I'll share a, a couple, but not go into a lot of detail only for the same reason that I described. But yeah. one is I need to lose about 25 pounds, <laughs> right, to really get to the next level in some of the athletic things that I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of my, my hardcore goals. The second goal, and this is super, I'm super excited about this. There's a certification I want to get, which is a certified diversity executive, which is a pretty intense program for executives that want to get very serious about diversity and inclusion. And so I'm going to a class in Indianapolis. I've got this 500 page workbook I've got to go through. I've got a project I've got to complete. So as people are looking for their goals, are there any books that you can recommend that will help them achieve those goals? So there's a lot of different books on goal setting and different things that people can do, but there's one called The One Thing, and it's by Keller, The One Thing. One of the challenges with goal achievement is people are trying to do too many things at a high level. And when you're looking at building your goals and you're looking at achieving something that is meaningful, it's going to take a certain area of focus. And this is where multitasking, this is where being overscheduled, this is where being overstressed about all these different things you're trying to do and accomplish keep you from doing any one or two things at a level of excellence. And so this book is very good about a time blocking concept that I think of. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a budding entrepreneur, if you're a single mom, if you are a couple with four kids, if you just got a busy life, how do you continue to make progress with being a great husband, father, partner, all that good stuff, raising your kids, but also making time to chase something new? And you've got to be really intentional about the time you spend on that one thing. Hmm. And this book talks about the power of concentration. It talks about the power of eliminating distractions, setting goals and attaining those goals by creating a group of people that can support you in those versus a group of people that are pulling you down and creating negative energy. If you think about the energy required to win, right, in the business marketplace, and then you think about the drain that it takes when you have the negative association with people that are not for you, in order to achieve goals at a high level, you also got to think about people you need to spend more time with and people you need to spend less time with, right? Because one of the detractors of high goal achievement is loser friends, is people that have no ambition, people that you're hanging out because it's socially normal that you should. You go to the same church, your kids go to the same school, the same neighborhood or whatever, but like they're always negative about everything. 
but you hang around them because like it's like the polite thing to do. No, it's not. The thing about listening to me in any way is like I have a handful of key friends, a lot of associates, but like I have a responsibility to the people that I love and care for to win in the marketplace. And that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy having fun. I don't enjoy going to the game and different things and hanging out at the bar or whatever that people do, but I work first and then I can play at a higher level. I work hard so that when I do take off, I can do it at a cooler level. I'm very restrictive about who I spend quality time with, who I share my goals and dreams with, and I'm looking to hang out with more winners. I'm looking to hang out with people that stretch me, that are doing things that are amazing, whether it's in academia, whether it is in healthcare, whether it's in the legal profession, whether it's entrepreneurs. It doesn't really matter. I just respect people that are dream chasers. And that's who I spend the most time with. And that then fuels my dream by cheering for their success, by being a part of their support system, if you will. The other thing is when you're setting goals, you should have some that are absolutely doable. So if you stick to the plan, you can hit the goal. But you also should have some stretch goals. You don't really know what you're capable of unless your goals are bigger or a little bit bigger than you can see. And that's why your association with dreamers is really important because they're going to agree with you that you can do more than you've done in the past. A lot of times people that know you really well only see you by things you haven't done versus seeing you through the eyes and the lens of what you can become. And those are very, very different feelings when you're working with people. One of the challenges that I have as a business leader, and I had to augment this a little bit, is I see excellence in everyone. And I have this crazy notion that people want to operate in an excellent way. And so I teach and coach and work with people in that fashion. That's not true. Some people just want to do their gig, get their money, go home, go hang out on the weekends. And it's all good because that's their goal. Because their goal is not to be an amazing employee, own their own business, get promoted. Their goal is to work, do good enough, get off work, and go build cars. Their goal is to go to work, do a good job go to the mountains every weekend. So you have to make sure that when you're running a company that you're hiring people that have goal alignment with you and it won't be everybody in the building, but that your core people want to chase and take that hill with you. That part of what they want to do for their family is to do something that is so productive that it creates enough financial value that they can have more choices in their life. And so they're willing to create some personal sacrifice some sleepless nights because they know that the outcome is going to be worth it for their family. And so you've got to know where people's goals are so that you can help them and, and support them. And as, as I've learned to set goals and achieve them, one of the things that people will always ask me is, what if I've not been good at sticking to goals before? I set them, I get momentum, and then I'm kind of easy to get off track, right? That's a common problem that, that we all have. It's kind of the gym membership paradigm, right? right? Gym memberships sell two to three times capacity in the gym from January to February. But then the gyms are never full <laughs> come April, right? They literally, it's in their plan to sell three times as many memberships as they actually have space. Because they know that people are going to put that on an automated debit card or check oh, yeah. draft or whatever, and life's going to hit and they're not going to show up. And for us, in terms of keeping that positive progress to your goals, it is number one, write them down. And number two, 
it's got to be something that's emotional to you. It can't just be money. And this is really important for most of us. It can't just be money. And it's not for me. Some people are like, Don, you're money motivated. And sometimes I'll even say I'm motivated by the money or whatever. It's just not true. I'm motivated by the choices that income and money and financial success can do. I'm motivated by being able to write a check for my daughter's college tuition. My daughter's college tuition. I'm motivated by being able to pay cash for any kind of car that I want so that I have enough money that I can drive a nice vehicle, but I'm not owned by anybody. Most people that I've worked with or that work for me have bigger houses and nicer cars than I do. That's not my goal anymore. My goal is choice that I don't have to work today if I don't want to. Like, that's my choice. Now, that doesn't mean I've got a 10,000 square foot house and a company club membership. The financial choices that I've made of what I wanted to do with the money that I earned afford me choices so that I can create opportunities for my kids and my loved ones. And that's awesome to me that I can write a $25,000 check whenever I want. If I see a small business that's starting or an entrepreneur or something like that, I have that choice. I don't have to do it, but I can if I want to. And for me, that was such a powerful thing in terms of motivation. So you have to tie your goals to what emotionally motivates you. To me, it's having the choice that if my granny needs a new roof, I can write a check and make sure my granny has a new roof. For me, money is to take care of people that I love. For you who's listening to this podcast, You have to write down goals and then you have to attach those goals to the emotional element of achieving those goals. This is super important. Who do you want to be proud of you? And so we're able to get off course of our goals when they're just linked to a financial objective or kind of a recognition objective. I want to be a vice president. We're more likely to meet those goals when it's tied to something we want to do for our kids, for our spouse, for our mom or dad, for our grandmother, for a nonprofit organization that you give to, but you'd like to give tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars instead of $50 a month, if you could. It is a goal for me to be financially able so that I can enable other people. Now, I'm talking about my goals a little bit on this podcast, not because my goals are so important to you that's listening. It's so that you will link what you want to things that are emotional to you so that when adversity hits you, the adversity cannot be bigger than the dream you have. This is the reason why people quit. This is why people don't persevere. This is why people don't make it. Because adversity that hits them is bigger than the dreams and goals they have. If the dreams and goals are bigger, then the adversity is just something to work through. If you allow the adversity to be bigger, then it'll overtake you and that becomes the dominant focus in your life. My dreams, by and large, have been bigger than the diversity that's hit me. And everybody goes through valleys in their life. Everybody. Everybody hits times in their personal life that aren't going great. Everybody hits time going on when their marriage is not great, when their kids aren't perfect, where everybody you love is not as healthy as you'd like, where a job situation doesn't work out the way that you want. 
And it is in those valleys that determine winner or loser. And we talk about goals, ultimately, winners get what they want. Losers whine about what winners have. This is just what's up. Nobody's making you listen to this, but winners talk different. And winners look at adversity as something that they're going to overcome, and it's not going to get in the way of what they're meant and destined to have. Losers listen to people that doubt their goals and dreams. All right, let's wrap this up. So uh, that was Goal Setting with Donald Thompson. Where can people go to find more information about you, Donald? LinkedIn and DonaldThompson.com are two great places. Uh, and I'm super excited about interacting with more folks. And uh, a lot of the email lately has, have been different podcast questions. People want to answer different themes. And I'm really excited about that, right? Because we're building a, a community that's small now but growing of folks that really just want to get together to grow together, right? And that's really all we're trying to do. Yeah, of course. Um, well, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, for more information on Walk West, you can go to walkwest.com as well. Uh, but definitely go to hustleunlimited.com and donaldthompson.com. If you like this podcast, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. This episode was edited and produced by EarFluence. For more on EarFluence, go to EarFluence.com. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time.